So I've, I've been going. Um, I've been going to the gym. I was complaining to you about this earlier. It's a uh, it's annual Hell Week at Curves Fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I gotta go, that means that means I gotta go five days. Uh, five out of eight days in a row. Like out of, out of the eight days leading up to Halloween, I have to go five of those days, and it's like it's hard. It's hard to go to the gym that many times. It turns out. You know, it's also hard is the fact that we have an agreement that I wouldn't make fun of you for going to Curves Gym any longer, and it's proving to be more difficult than I thought it would be. Well, yeah. No, it's uh, it's 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 Orange Theory Fitness. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I know, I know. Um, it's just, and, it's the way you, you know, call it hell week. There's more, there's more dudes there all the time. And the, yeah, it's not, uh, it's not exactly like Navy SEALs hell week, but the, the workouts, they, they'd like to make them horror movie mm-hmm. themed. Mm-hmm. So it's more of a, it's more of a Halloween thing. Mm-hmm. Less of a Navy SEALs thing. I still, still, I'm having a hard time not making fun of this. Um, I just I don't have a lot of positive things to say here. You get there. I'm gonna have to drag you to one of these one of these times. Do you I'm have trying to, to get trying to get Jared to sign up to? Um, he's he's not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I know, a, I know that. There was a there was a thing there was a thing where um, where if you brought somebody to, somebody in and they signed up, you'd be answered into a contest to win a trip to Napa Valley. Mm-hmm. And I, I really like the idea of me and Jared just going to Napa Valley before his wedding. Like it'd be like the movie Sideways, pretty much. Like I, I don't know which one of us winds up having sex with Sandra Oh. I don't I don't know. I haven't actually seen the movie, but but I like the idea of that movie. Hmm. I'm pretty sure in that scenario that Jared would end up having sex with Sandra Oh. I think that's right. I think so. I don't I don't know what happens to me because I don't I don't I haven't seen the movie like hmm. I said. But you, so that Jared Jared is also the one who complains about Merlot. No, I was gonna say no, no. I believe that would be you. You would be the one that gets very angry about Merlot. Oh, okay, yeah, that's what I want to do. Is get yeah. angry about Merlot. I, like the sexual Sandra O part is not like, but but being mad about a particular type of wine mm-hmm. and and single handedly like tanking sales for that particular grape varietal is what I'm all about. It's weird how they picked on Merlot in that movie. Yeah, talk, but talk to people who are like in the wine industry. Like, if you ever know anybody mm-hmm. who's doing a tasting or a distributor or something like that, like that movie really did some damage. It did. There's such thing as the sideways effect, um, and how the film Sideways actually caused a depression in the Merlot market. Yeah, there was a depressing market for Merlot wine because of that movie. They act like films can't do damage, Tim, but films can do damage. Oh yeah. They can do a lot. I think, I think we're going to see the effect of the Joker movie is that like Batman action figures just go away entirely. Mm. Like they've already been kind of on life support. Like there's just not a lot of Batman toys. Like this Christmas is going to be an all time low. I think for Batman, Mm. at least in, you know, in the modern era of, Superhero merch, Batman's in rough shape. I don't know, man. The Batman Lego movie really brings it home for me, and that's still fresh in my mind. I can't imagine that kids aren't still wanting Batman Lego toy. No, no, that's not a thing anymore. I think, well, the, I mean, I think the Legos are still are still going pretty strong. But there's, if you look at the Legos that are out now, there's not a whole lot of exciting new Batman stuff. I get it, because there's nothing really new Batman out for there to be toys of, necessarily. Yeah. See, I think that the true legacy of the Joker film is going to be the Joker stairs. Oh, man. And how they (laughs) gentrified, you know, parts of a really dangerous neighborhood. Are you familiar with the neighborhood? I haven't spent a lot of time in New York. Yeah. I don't think I've, it's in the Bronx, right? I yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. I've never been to the actual Bronx. So, and and from my understanding, it's not even like the stairs are that bad. It's just the fact that the stairs are like, I think the top of the stairs being in a very nice neighborhood at all, right? So, of course, all of the jokes that came out about these stairs were about how the locals were going to be staring out of their window like they were Birdman, just 
rubbing their hands together and licking their lips, being like, wait till it gets to be after six. You know, that kind of thing, right? And I'm actually saddened by the power of film because instead it's gone in very much the opposite direction. Have you heard of anybody getting stabbed while going to take pictures on the Joker stairs? Have you heard about the guy that dresses up like the Joker that asks people $20 or $50 for a picture. Have you heard about him getting robbed yet? No, you haven't. No. Because all that's happened is this has just made this area of the Bronx the safest area in the entire Bronx. <laughs> no, the whole city of New York. In the entire city of New York, yes. Maybe in the, the state. state. It's safer than the X-Men mansion at this point. Yes. Well, yes. the X Men the X Men mansion was never. I'm not gonna. I'm not bringing the X Men into this. Um, they're man. They get attacked all the damn time. It's ridiculous. It's safer than that fountain from both Friends and the beginning of Hocus Pocus. I'm not sure if that's in New York, but I'm pretty sure people flock to things like that too. Yeah, but these Joker stairs, man, it's something else. You know, I was I was really rooting. I was really rooting for high crime. You know, I was I was rooting. I was rooting for tourists to get scared off, but that's not what happens in today's day and age was, with tourists. I was loving, I was just loving the tweets that were like, like, yo, there's all these great restaurants right there by the stairs, but they're all cash only. So you got to bring a lot of cash mm-hmm. when you go. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> go Twitter. I like the, I like the bring your most expensive camera to take photos of yourself in this area, please. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, but, there's, there's been no news stories about anybody getting. Uh, no, I I would have I would have sworn by now there would be five news stories of people being robbed by by this point. I feel like the tourists should have been scared off to never come back again. Nope, nope. There's just there's just more jokers. There's I, more I, guys dressed up as the Joker making fifty bucks a picture picture on those stairs, man. Fifty bucks is a lot. That's a lot to pay for. I think you gotta, you gotta haggle that down to ten. I'll tell you, good luck taking a lone wolf fucking photo on those stairs, man. That ain't happening anymore. No, I did see one Joker. Um, it was not in New York. It was on his stairs at home, uh, doing his dance and just and just whiffed, uh, slipped, fell down the stairs. It was, it was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, you know, stairs are dangerous. <laughs> they didn't have a disclaimer in the movie saying, hey, like, you know, don't, don't do anything the Joker does, but especially, like, be safe around stairs. Uh, I couldn't I've... tell you how many times I've had to yell at my kids, like, we we do not play on the stairs. I don't know what it is about the stairs, but, like, there's there's some there's something attractive about stairs that makes you want to play on them. You know, dramatic moments happen on stairs. Well, it's, it's, that's the thing, is it's, it's, it it seems like something safe. It seems like something you want to play on. But just like the escalator, the stairs need to be feared and respected. Oh, God. Have I told you about the time my brother got sucked under the escalator at Walt Disney World? No, I did not hear the story about your brother getting sucked under the escalator at Walt Disney World. We had, we had left. This is, you know, my one... Very famous Disney World trip. I think my our our, our viewers have heard about this. Uh, you know, from me talking about Jody Sweet and time and time again. Mm-hmm. But the story that gets told less often is that um, one of the days that we were at Disney World, we left the park and went to one of the adjacent Disney resorts uh, to go hit up the buffet. Like we weren't staying at these resorts, but we um, we at least wanted to get dinner there, I guess. And and decided this buffet was a place to go to and to get up to where the buffet was, you had to take kind of a, it, it wasn't a regular escalator. It was like a skinny one. So the kind, the kind where you'd only could stand like one, you know, one person, like sort of a single file yeah. escalator. Yeah. Um, we got to the top and all of a sudden my brother's foot is pinned to the top of the escalator. His shoe had come untied and his whole shoelace got sucked in there. And so he is like completely pinned down by his foot on this very narrow escalator. So every single person who gets to the top has to jump over him. And he's, um, he's, he's like six and a half, like going on almost seven years old at the time, 
like, you know, small kid. Mm-hmm. Um, all these people have to jump over him until finally my dad is able to break his shoelace off so he can escape. He's easy to hurdle, but still, he's yeah. there. Yeah, he's not, I mean, you know, and people get into the top of these escalators, they're not expecting to hurdle a small child. No, not at all. It's a, it's a sudden, it's a sudden thing. Yeah, and it doesn't leave you a lot of room to, to intervene in that situation. Like, it's impressive that, like, my dad finally got in there. I mean, you know, it doesn't take a whole lot to break off a shoelace, but... Um, you know, in the in the situation, just to just to be able to get there and not get trampled. Yeah, I hear you. Listen, yeah. not a year goes by, not a year that I don't hear about some escalator accident involving some bastard kid, which could have easily been avoided had some parent, I don't care which one, but some parent conditioned him to fear and respect the escalator. Um, Preach it, man. I had an incident myself similar to the one you described with my own child at Walt Disney land in our Disney trip that we just went. I'm not sure if I told this story because just just just, this time, like just now, this, this time, just this recent time. It's weird because this podcast, this podcast is like a marriage, right? And one of the things that you'll understand the most when you're in a long-term loving relationship is that you forget what stories and how many times those stories have been told. So if you have yourself a good spouse, that spouse will lovingly sit there, look at you, smile and nod while you tell your story. And they'll wait until you tell the whole thing, every word of it, even even the little side stories and the extra bits. And once you're all done, that's the moment that they'll tell you. You already told me this story. It's so true. And that's where we're at in this podcast. This very podcast that you're listening to right now. And I want to welcome you, our viewers, in to listening to this podcast, which is episode 84 of Derek and Tim Eat Snacks. Derek and Tim Eat Snacks on the internet. The inverse of what you just said, though is that sometimes it's not love. Sometimes it's because your spouse has legitimately forgotten whether or not they've heard this story before. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it takes them, you know, two thirds of the way in mm-hmm. to be like, Oh, I have heard mm-hmm. this one before. I know how this ends. Mm-hmm. But by that point, you've got such a momentum built that they can't, they can't shut you down until you're done. It's like a television show that you need to wait until a major plot point happened for you to remember that you saw that episode. You're like, oh, wait, this is the one where they all get hit with pies. Got it. Have, all right. Have I seen this Law and Order? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. this guy's the killer. Of course. Right. So with that being said, I had a similar story, like I was saying, at Walt Disneyland with my child. We were waiting for the monorail to go back to our hotel. Now, my daughter got... I won't say spoiled, but I will say strongly spoiled by the fact that we were staying in the Disneyland Hotel and it was close to Disneyland and that it was a mere monorail ride away. So she constantly throughout the weekend wanted to just hop in the monorail at all sorts of times and just go back to the hotel, Um, which I found entertaining because this whole trip was to ride rides and she liked the hotel more than the riding rides part. How old do you have to be before you can just go by yourself back to the hotel on the monorail? Ooh, I'd say that's that's a little rough. That's a little rough. See, like my gauge for my gauge for that is broken because I was about 11 years old when I was getting dropped off by myself at Universal Studios to just go hang out for the day. That still sounds like so much fun. That sounds like such a great way to. I mean, it really was. It, basically, it, to, you, like your, your Universal Studios annual pass is just your child care. It's like, uh, okay, like maybe you get like five bucks to get a snack at some point. And that, like, well, and like, a, like I said, Universal was different at this time. So it really wasn't rides. It was a bunch of shows. And then you had the, you know, the main ride, which was the backlot tour. That was that was the ride. Everything else was the Miami Vice stunt show, the Conan the Barbarian stunt show, the Beetlejuice show, all that shit. Actually, I don't think Beetlejuice was there yet. I think it was still Fievel. It was the Fievel Goes West and all that kind of stuff. It was fantastic, though. You're right. As a kid, it was great to just get dropped off there, especially living in a day and age free of worry. And, like, I never once thought about getting kidnapped while I got dropped off by myself 
at Universal Studios for the day. The worst part, the worst part of the day was when I had to go use the payphone to call for a ride to come pick me up. And then it was like a half an hour wait until the ride oh, got just there. Sitting there. That's gonna yeah. suck. Yeah, and it, Did you... I didn't have the foresight to like make the phone call and then go hang out in the park some more. No, I made that call when I was ready to be picked up. So yeah, I spent that. 30 minutes to 45 minutes just sitting on a curb waiting for someone to get there and get me. Now, did you ever like, like meet a girl at the park one day and just like hang out with her the whole day? At the yes. Park? Yes. Oh, that's, that's like, that is the yes. most romantic thing I can think of I, as, as like a kid. Oh my God. I lied about oh, my name. That's like, that's like couple skate times a thousand. Oh, it was great. But the problem was it was a fleeting experience, Tim. It was a fleeting experience because you knew that you were never going to see each other outside of that day. So there was a part of you that really just lived it up like as if it was your last day on earth, you know? Doing things you'd never do with a girl on the first day of meeting oh, her, running yeah. and holding hands and shit, and eating cotton candy together at the same time. It was all of that. It's good yeah, time. It's like she's she says that that she's from like Bend, Oregon, uh, when really she's from Pasadena. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. something like that. Yep. Mm-hmm. I'd I'd lie about my name, Zach. Zach Morris or AC. Yeah, I went there, <laughs> one way or another. Um, but back to my daughter, we were at the monorail train station in Tomorrowland, and my daughter was doing the thing that I'm sure 5,000 kids do every single day, which is while they're standing in line for the monorail, uh, she got her knee stuck in between the guardrails. Oh. She actually got her knee stuck. She was putting her leg in between the guardrails, straightened out, and then she bent it. And thus, when she bent it, the knee joint was now bigger than the area that she could get her knee back through. And she started flipping out and crying. And I never thought I would be one of those parents. And that's, I never thought I would be the parent with a limb stuck in a, thing like that like they got their arms stuck in a thing or their head stuck in between two things on the stairs like a fucking sitcom from the 80s it was unbelievable into the in the moment that it happened and i also knew logically that her leg wasn't really stuck it was just a mere matter of getting her to stop freaking out about her leg being stuck and to get her to like straighten it back out and basically pull it back out the same way that she put it in between the two uh, rails, you know, the, the two things. But my favorite part was when, when it got stuck, the guy who works there kind of jumped into action, didn't panic. And, you know, he knew because obviously he sees this, like I said, 5,000 times a day. I'm sure. I doubt my kid was the first or the last person on this day to get an appendage stuck in between these, uh, this this railing and uh the 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 real mvp was a lady who got off the monorail who literally dumped an entire bottle of lotion on my daughter's leg <laughs> so that she could slide it back through was that necessary it wasn't necessary at all <laughs> like even the guy was trying to get her to do the exact same thing that I was, which was just put your leg out, extend it, and then your straighten your leg and pull it back out, right? But she did have five tons of the smelliest lotion on her leg that you can imagine. <laughs> I liked how we worked together as a community to get her out, though, right? Like, I I saw it happen. I called the guy over because I knew the attendant would know better than I would in the moment of what to do. But, you know, the the amount of, like, four or five other parents that all jumped in and tried to, like, pull the railing apart and stuff to, like, help her leg and that lady that dumped her bottle of lotion, just everybody. It was, like, it was weird because we all just worked <laughs> together in this 45-second span of time to free my child from being stuck in between this, you know, railing. And yet, once she was free, everybody just went back to their business as normal. Like, nobody nobody 
wanted a thank you. Nobody hung around for anything. They were just like, she's out, cool. Bam, and everybody just, like, the lady with the lotion fucking picked up her shopping bags and went on her way. Dude went back to attending the ride. Like, everybody just dispersed and went back. Uh, it was a proud moment of, of, of people, strangers. Like, I was proud of how strangers came together to help my kid and help me. I was not proud of my small child who got her fucking leg stuck in between guardrail and oh. Disneyland. But it's it's one of those things like um like the little old timey puzzles you get at the cracker barrel or whatever where you got like the two screws that are like connected together or whatever you got to get them apart. You could have like a whole dozen people fiddling around with that thing but one guy who knows the solution is going to come in and just Yes. And just, and just do it. Yeah. And this happened, the same thing happened to me like a long time ago at Costco. Um, when my daughter was a little baby, she got her legs stuck in part of the cart. Like she was, she was in the seat secured properly and everything like that. But somehow she had picked her foot up and like wedged it through, like not the actual leg opening in the, in the basket seat in the cart, but like next to that, there's like a skinnier portion of it. And I could not, for the life of me, figure out how to get this thing out. And when you're in that situation, time stops, man. Like, you don't know how long this is going on. It's just like this is this emergency situation. You've got all this adrenaline. Like, things are things are going wrong. And also, like, um, she was a kind of like a baby at that point. And I didn't know. You know, I'm I'm worried. Like, if I pull too hard, I'm gonna I'm gonna dislocate her leg or something. Um. And so I'm, I'm sitting there in like a near panic. Everybody around me in the Costco food court was just like old people sitting there, mouths agape, which, which has this kind of like almost horror movie effect where it's just like, <laughs> like what's going on? Just all these people like, ah, oh, like, you know, and really made it worse. Capable of helping. Yeah. And then, and then this one lady swoops in and it's just like, bam, gets her leg out of there in like one second. And she's like, she's like, yeah, my mom, this happens to me all the time. See ya. <laughs> I was like, thanks. Right. That's how I felt about the guy that that worked the ride. I mean, he 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 knew what he was doing. He needed none of our help. He could have freed her. We we were all in his way as far as I was concerned because he knew what he was doing. Um, we were just distractions. But thank God for people like that. You know, you, 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 we need people like that. We need people that are going to jump out of a car and help somebody real fast, and then jump back in their car and go about their business. Yeah. You know, people, but real life people, heroes, people who've been there before, people who kind of know their way around this particular situation or something similar. Oh, without a doubt. Um, I think that's the thing is, is it, it's all about experience, right? Uh, that's that, that's the whole thing with having multiple kids, you know, why it's easier by the time you get to that third one. Oh yeah. You've just been there. You've all, you've already seen your other ones bleed. It's not as shocking anymore can't yeah. scare me with that yeah and that's that's what it is that's how people can do it have like four or five kids probably is that you've just you've just been there before i guess i don't know i, I don't know yeah I, I i'll never know I'll, I'll never know yeah not not super interested in, in finding that one out no no for sure you know why because it's it's hard life life out there is hard uh it's hard for yeah. people there's uh all sorts of things this week's snack you know, it's one of those snacks that that's trying to make things better for people. We we say a lot about today's society. We've talked a lot about uh, the sensitive nature of culture and all sorts of stuff. But I'm really glad things are going the way they're going, right? I'm glad. I, I feel like even though it's a struggle, I feel like even at times when we wake up and we can't believe how bad society has gotten... Or even maybe at times where we can't believe like how sensitive society has gotten. I still feel like we're heading in the right direction. Uh, it's It becomes one of those things I was explaining to my wife about. Like, for instance, this weekend. Uh, the Temptations performed here in town. Right? Oh. Yeah. It's not the real Temptations. Don't get me wrong. It's... Some some lineup that's sort of sure related to them in some way. Children, yeah. there were some young guys in the Temptations. I don't know. Uh, I just remember when I lived in Michigan, the the Four Tops, like some of the Four Tops might have been like part owners of a pizza place called Happy's, and the commercials 
on local television all the time, and the commercials were incredible. No, oh. it was it was just this this one this one jingle that some incarnation of the Four Tops had performed. Yeah. I could do you see want that. me to sing it? I, I do. <laughs> I, I'm waiting for it. I was waiting for it this it whole was, time. Uh, it was Happy's Pizza, Ribs, Wings, and Jumbo Shrimp Taste Great. Happy's Delivers, Happy's Open Late. Don't worry. Eat Happy's. Oh, oh, that's got to be. that. I guess that's a parody. That's got to be copywritten. I, yeah, it was. I don't. I think it was a little, little like more of an homage. I don't know. Mm hmm. Anyway, watching the Temptations perform was shocking simply for one reason. It wasn't the lack of original members or the song selection. It was the excessive use of the N-word. Whoa. Right? Wasn't expecting that from a Temptations show. Just wasn't. Right? And now, was, it, was this coming from, like, from... The Temptations. There been one or two, like, veteran members of the Temptations, like... Yes. Was it coming from them? Was it coming from it, younger members? Or? It was coming from all of them, Tim. It was coming from all of them. And uh, it was just a kind of thing that... It, it's amazing to me how in a short amount of time, right? Like, us kind of trying to get rid of a word out of the vernacular. Uh, it, it It's effective. You think it's not, you know? We were in a position where at one time in my life... I knew a lot of people that used the N-word excessively, especially in the heyday of the Chappelle show, right? I mean, oh, that, man. that was one of Dave Chappelle's big things was he wanted to like, he wanted to take the power out of the word and he wanted to make it kind of meaningless. And I, I get where he was going with it, but the other side effect of that was the ex over excessive use of it, uh, quoting lines from his show and just saying it in general, right? Um, but here we are, I don't know how many years later, like 15 years later from, from that point. And it was to the point that at a show like this, it was shocking to you, just the unnecessary uh, use of it. You know, like it wasn't in songs that were already made or it wasn't by the type of, uh, I don't know, like maybe rap artists that you were used to typically throwing this type of stuff around. It was from... The Temptations, right? Sounds like a very safe concert. <laughs> right, right, exactly. Yeah. Um, very inoffensive, you would think. but You would yeah. think, but then all of a sudden you hear that like four or five times, and it's, it's, it's just, it's weird. But it's a good thing, I feel like, you know, because there's a time that I wouldn't have blinked an eye at hearing someone say it a dozen times around me. Not at all, you know what I mean? And now we're to a point that, like, like while at a concert, it was the first time it was said it was like whoa temptations this isn't the kind of crowd for that it, it, i definitely feel like after that whole incident i feel like you know I, I, and maybe it's maybe it's just my mentality maybe it's whatever but i definitely saw a lot of shocked faces from other people in the crowd with the excessive use of the n-word from the temptations as well so <laughs> definitely wasn't the only one when it came to that but yeah i've uh... Because I, I don't know, um, you know, you can't you can't tell it's the temptations. You can't tell them don't say that. No, they're allowed to say whatever the hell they want. Yeah, they, yeah. So, and and I think that um, you know, for uh, for for me, hearing something like that is gonna is gonna um, is gonna immediately you know make me very sensitive to like the racial dynamics of what's going on in the room, and and maybe feel like oh, like this isn't this isn't necessarily for me, you know. And I think that's a like it's okay to reflect on, on that and realize that like the the kind of the racial awkwardness that you feel in the moment, there are people who feel that amplified much more, you know, in many more situations than you. Um, and so and so maybe it's a good thing to be aware of at times. I think so. I, I will say this though. I did see uh, the Dolomite movie. Uh, and starring Eddie Murphy, Dolomite is my name on Netflix, and his usage of the word motherfucker in that film did not offend me. It delighted me, uh, and I felt like Eddie Murphy was back to a point that he hasn't been in years. So, so uh, I'll say at times I'm still very much down for filth. It's just not necessary to, like you said, be, I don't know. 
be 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 racial like that? I don't know. I, I, I really don't know where this is going any longer, but it was just a weird moment for me. I definitely hear what you're saying, though. Those kind of awkward moments are, are everyday life for people because of the the way that people are made to feel unincluded, you know, and right. and way people are meant to feel like this particular thing is not is not is not made for them, you know. That part sucks, you know. I, I will say that there's there's good organizations and things like that moving in in the right direction. Um, I am very proud of this week's snack for the fact that not only is it one of our favorite snacks, but it's also doing what it can to help out uh, a different part of society that definitely needs everything it can, the assistance-wise. Um, but this, this week's snack from our friends at Mod Pizza is the Best Buddies No Name Cake. 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 And this one is, um, were, were you familiar with the Best Buddies, the uh, Best Buddies International I, I was I was a little familiar with it. I had seen it before this, but I, I did know that they basically assisted adults with developmental disabilities and intellectual disabilities with like jobs and such in the community. Uh, I I have seen some of their work in the past, and we have a different definite lack of of supporting people with you know all sorts of disabilities, you know. I think that there are great companies out there doing what they can, but I don't think everybody does enough. Uh, but I like Mod Pizza. I love everything that Mod Pizza does. And so it doesn't surprise me at all that they're doing what they can to give back and, and help out an organization like this with a delicious thing like their no-name cake, which is one of the few items that we have given a perfect 10 to on this very podcast. Yeah, man, and they made uh, they made a really nice uh, video. If you haven't seen it on Twitter already, like the 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 video that kind of showcases some of the people with um, uh, developmental and intellectual disabilities um, who who work there, um, who are like part of that mod pizza culture. I thought that was really cool, but um, but really, I'm I'm just kind of excited about eating this this new variety of no name cake. I'm so glad that they're that they're acknowledging the the power of the no name cake and that they're that they're you know using it for something and, and drawing attention to this dessert which i feel like there are a million people in the world who probably like work next to a mod pizza go to mod pizza like once a week and aren't even aware that these cakes are there oh i guarantee it tim i guarantee they've walked right past them they've seen them sitting there on the counter in their little beautiful tinfoil wrapping looking just like the glorified ding dong that they are and they've just bypassed them yeah, they've been like, eh, or, yeah, eh. or, eh. like, I don't yeah, need that. that. Yeah. I'm already eating this whole pizza, this whole pizza to myself, which still isn't very big, but I'm eating a whole pizza. So I, I feel guilty about getting a ding dong on the side of my yeah. pizza, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I get so that. Mean, meanwhile, I'm going to go get a whole soda over here. Totally. I'm going to refill yeah. it twice. Ah. Uh, uh, don't get me yeah. started on that sugar, Tim. Doing it wrong. It's doing, doing it wrong. Really wrong. Yeah. It's, uh, one of the first things that we learned at the Institute, day one shit, it was don't drink your calories. Yeah. Don't drink so your does, calories. So does not a snack. Yeah, it's not a snack. So does so a treat, not a snack. It's not it's different. It's not a meal. Not a meal. Even when paired with a snack, it's a treat and a snack, but it's still not a meal. I mean, yeah, there's something to be said to, you know, have a, a Mountain Dew with your Doritos or whatever, but but you don't want to, you know. When when it comes down to those to those calculations, that that lunchtime calculation, like oh I can't I, I I couldn't possibly get this dessert. Like think about think about what you're doing. Think about how are you really living your best life here. Are you? you? Make, are you? No, no. Yeah. No. No, you're no. not. Of course you're not. No. Get the no name cake. It's hard to convey to people how important it is to take the opportunity to eat a perfect 10 snack when it's presented. Oh man. You know, perfect 10 snacks don't come along every day. No. We've done 83 episodes of this podcast. I believe we've had three perfect snacks. I, I think that's right. I need our historian Craig to go back and fact check me on that, but I'm pretty sure that's where we're at. That's true. Craig, 
Yeah, update the wiki, Craig. Yeah. So now I feel like this podcast has gotten really depressing ever since I started talking about my kid's leg getting stuck in the thing. And then I started talking about racial awkwardness. And, you know, then we got onto this whole inequality thing. Look. Yeah, you know what's livening things up, though, is this, is this bright white um, ding-dong, essentially, covered yeah. in multicolored sprinkles. Covered in fucking it's, sprinkles, it's right? It's delightful. It's delightful. It's whimsical. It excites me. Uh, I'm, I, I, both, I both want to admire it for its beauty and devour it for the smell that's coming off of it, right? And that's the beautiful part about no-name cakes, right? No-name cakes are they're, – they're completely – they're they're equal. They're for everybody. Doesn't matter who you are. Yeah. A no name cake will love you regardless of of anything about you. I suppose if you're if you're a diabetic or celiac. Well yeah. Yeah. Um, Especially if yeah, you have an allergy gluten. to eggs, milk, soy, yeah, wheat. sure. I mean, yes. Uh, you don't have to. Or, or a high sensitivity to peanuts and tree nuts. I don't know why you need to facility. tell the people which ones that they don't love. That you've really alienated a lot of our listening viewers. I have I have a peanut allergic in my family, man. It's just a whole, you know. I know you're very sensitive, sensitive about that. You also have a tomato allergy in your family, and then that gets us to fight about white pizzas. That's, that's a whole other thing. That's a whole idea. I'm, I'm right about white pizza, but let's move. I, on. Don't you're not right about white pizza. You just have someone you love that can't eat the tomatoes. No. Oh man, please. I'm not ready to start on this with you again, Tim. I'm not ready to start. All right. Let's let's eat. Let's eat mod cakes for justice. Yeah. And and it's from a pizza place where you can put whatever the hell you want on the pizza and nobody has to fight about it because everybody gets their own. Mm. All right, let's do this. I know you want to leave me, but I refuse to let you go. If I have to beg, plead for your sympathy, I don't mind because you mean that much to me. That does not disappoint. Why are these things so good? Oh. Uh, it's not even chocolate. Oh. I'm going to start off with saying that the frosting on the outside, just like the chocolate, is it's just perfect. It's a perfect amount of thickness. There's a lot of it, but it's not somehow not overpowering. Yeah. It's got a little bit of a crunch to it. It's just the amount that you want. Yeah. Protects the cake from getting dry. And you got this lovely, like, strawberry cream. Is that what it is in the middle? Strawberry cream? Is that right? Yeah, it has just a just a light fruitiness to it. I don't know if it's supposed to... I had thought it was all vanilla. Now I have to maybe see if I can get back to the website here. Mm-hmm. What do they get to tell me? Yeah, it looks like the on the on the picture here, the cream is kind of pink colored. I was not giving me much more information about it. You don't need much more information about it. It's delicious, is what it is. Here's what's okay. The 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 thing that we need to disclose to our viewers is that we bought these cakes eight days ago. Eight days ago, Tim and I intended on sitting peacefully inside of a mod pizza before we went to go watch wrestling and per these we're going to pick eat and rate these live in a mod pizza one problem is the mod pizza was very loud yeah it was loud in there there were a lot of people uh, i didn't like the way one guy was looking at me yeah i mean plus there was wrestling going on like the longer we waited the more wrestling we were going to miss we had to yeah. see some wrestling yeah we had wrestling on the brain which um, it happens more than I would care to admit. But Mod came through. Mod, who, by the way, has over 300 employees 
with intellectual and developmental disabilities in their stores, um, which I imagine is a lot more than a lot of other stores, um, especially considering there's not a lot of mod pizzas around the country. I imagine that's a high percentage of their employee base. But they do such an outstanding job at delivering, not only when it comes to fresh pizza, but this particular dessert. It's mind-boggling to me that a place like this could create something like, again, just like we said before with the no-name cake, the regular chocolate no-name cake, this could be mass-produced and put in a box and sold in stores. It doesn't even need to be available just at a Mod Pizza. They have somehow figured out a way to make, quite possibly, the world's best snack cake. I'll say it. I'm ready yeah. to put that stamp on it. At least at least the world's best mass market snack cake. Like, right. There may be some like real fancy boutique places no. that make a very expensive snack You're cake. You're absolutely right. Yeah, like we have downtown Phoenix has been gentrified and for good reason because it was a shithole at one point. So, we are okay with the gentrification of downtown Phoenix because it brings us like these little bakeries and shit that make amazing food and stuff we never had before. So, yeah, I'm not going to qualify those locations because sometimes they can make something, especially when those places start messing around with like, oh, we made our own Twinkie. Those are usually the shit, right? I've I've told you I've told you about La Grande Orange in in Phoenix. They're not downtown, but they're um, they're they're in kind of an already fancy neighborhood. But the the they make a snack called the old timer, which you can sometimes get in the Phoenix airport. If you're ever stuck in the Phoenix airport, you can go to La Grande Orange. Get like you can get the mini version of of their snack called the old timer, which is they they put a little swirl on it like a hostess cupcake, but really it's a ding dong. Um, and that's and that's fantastic, and that's something that you know you you'd have to you have to travel to. Sometimes they have it, sometimes they don't. They're expensive. They're really big. Like it's not, it doesn't quite have the utility of what Mod Pizza is offering, yeah. which is this thing that you just grab. Yep. You know, on on your on your lunch at work, I got a Mod Pizza. I bet is like is is a lunch place more so than a dinner place. I think it's a place where sure. people go get lunch. It's it's a place where like a lot of people are just are just going back to work as soon as they're done. We have a weird thing with places like Mod Pizza because it's like a in between fast food place. Like it's it's nicer than your standard fast food place, but I still wouldn't rank it much higher above it. I'd put it almost in a Chipotle category as far as restaurant service restaurant type places, right? So I think that's the reason why places like that don't get, you know, the same love at dinner that they do at lunch typically. Uh, I will say that one thing that Tim found out was that you can get these frozen because they come to the store frozen. So if you ever have an opportunity like what we were presented where you don't know when you're going to get around to it, Maybe ask them to get you a frozen one. You should. We did not get these frozen. What I, what I did with mine is I put them in a I put them in a Ziploc bag and stuck them in the fridge after a couple of days. Yeah, it was. A smart I was move. like, I was like, oh no, I don't know what we're gonna do. But it turns out that they they lasted quite a while. Yeah. Like these are these are in great shape considering that it's been eight freaking days, and I was worried that we were not going to be able to properly uh, eat and rate this right. snack. Right. Right. Um, See now the problem there is is that the fact that it's so good eight days after purchasing really is filling in all the, if there were any cracks around the the grading of this snack, it's, it's durability, it's longevity. I think it patches those cracks right up, Tim. Yeah. My, man, my only complaint about the no-name cake from Mod Pizza is they do not offer a party tray option where you can buy a whole bunch of these in bulk to bring over to Schlag's house for his Christmas party. I'm going to miss Schlag's Christmas party. Nobody quite has a party like that exactly. Schlag's Christmas party reminds me of the game from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Charty McDennis. And the reason why I say it does is because, much like Charlie McDennis, it always begins very civilly. It always begins with, like, this civil cocktail hour style feel to it where I feel like Josh's other friends are much more adult 
than say you and I. I feel like we're being outclassed a little bit. I feel like maybe, you know, maybe the beer bong I brought with me wasn't going to get used that night, right? <laughs> That's but, what you thought. But come 11.30, <laughs> shit's going to get wild over at Schlag's house. Yeah, it just it just turned to Animal House over there. It, it really was, did. Uh, it really did. Togas and beer pong and yeah. all sorts of shit. I'm I'm playing I'm playing beer pong. I'm just I'm shouting random things in Spanish that I can think of. Mm-hmm. Uh, being being completely insensitive. As as we all are, just amongst our friends. Right. Yeah. Just amongst our friends. Yep. Or or Schlag's friends who I don't really actually or, know. Or Schlag's friends, right? Which are all weird running people. But you know what? They ate all of my damn no-name cakes. Mm-hmm. I every was like, every a, single this one. Is huge, this is a huge tray. These runners won't, like, devour this. They're yeah. like fitness people. Yeah. I'll bring home, like, half a dozen of these. Oh, things. yeah, you thought. I thought wrong. You thought wrong. Every Everybody was, like, two fists in those things. Yeah, I know I had at least two. At least. Yeah. I've had, I've had two tonight, and I got one more. <laughs> I'm just looking at it now. And you're thinking, you know what? It's been eight days. Yeah, I mean, how, how long is it gonna last? It's really good right now. Mm-hmm. Well, Tim, we picked it eight days ago. We ate it today. Now it's time to rate it. I was hoping I could have another week on this. Yeah, you probably do. I'm gonna step back and let you take first crack at this one. Man, I like. Th- this is the moment where I want to come in and say something like. Vanilla is just not as good as chocolate, and therefore I can't give it a perfect score. But you know what? This cake was great. Everything about it was. If if I had one complaint, it might be that the ones I had like were a little light on the cream filling. Um, but but even then, once you got into it, it was it was just phenomenal. Everything everything about it is great. The whimsy, the 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 way that the the look of the cake kind of uh, dovetails with the Keith Haring artwork that is the Best Buddies logo. Like, it, it just all comes together. Um, and then, like, like yeah, they made a video that made me feel good, but I'm trying to separate all that and just look at the snack. Um, it's I, I got to give it a 10. I was thinking about that. I was thinking about what you just said. I was thinking about the fact that, you know, Mod Pizza chooses to make a positive social impact and they choose to do something positive with a percentage of their sales of the Best Buddies Mod Cake going um, to to help create job opportunities for people with Down syndrome, autism, and other intellectual disabilities. But why should I, right? We talk about a lot of stuff. We talk about... Um, you know, all the things Mondelez does with their slave labor, uh, that impacts my rating. I can't help it, but it does, right? Sure. They, they probably have some charities, too. I mean, I, you know, you know, Kellogg's. Sure. Was, uh, what, what, who, they, they, were, they were given, they yeah. were benefiting somebody. Was, yeah, the Circumcision yeah. for Babies in the U.S. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, gotta, I think. It's, it's, it's some, some people need those foreskins for their beauty products. Otherwise, their skin will dry out. It's just that's just the way the world works. Yeah, no, I understand that. And when it comes to the limited edition Best Buddies No Name cake, I can't help but love the cake on its own. I love it on its own. Like you said, the sprinkles are on point. Uh, the look of it, the taste of it, everything. Even if I was gonna fault it for slightly not being as good as the chocolate one, everything else that this cake's about just Fills in the cracks. Fills in the cracks. Imagine if you stacked them up, ate them both at the same time. Oh. Oh, that'd be so special. Oh, yeah. Made your your own Oreo out of no-name cakes. Oh, two two on the outside and then a vanilla one in the middle? Oh, my God. That's (laughs) If if only we could just live that way. Tim, you know, there's certain things this podcast is about. Uh, Certain decrees, certain life uh, uh, mantras, if you will. And one of those is live your best life. Do you want to die wondering what that tasted like? Or do you want to die of diabetes while eating 
three no-name cakes at once stacked yeah. on top of each other. I want three no-name cakes in each hand. Hell yeah. 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 Right. <laughs> I'm going to die surrounded by runners. <laughs> <laughs> I give it a 10, Tim. I give yes. it a 10. Two-time. Two-time winner of oh, the 10 award. The best buddy cake. No the no-name cake. But uh, we we need to disclose at this point that we are not in any way affiliated with Mod Pizza. Mm-hmm. They haven't given us any money. Mm-mm. We did go there on Best Buddies Day when they were donating like like a portion of all the sales, not just the no name cakes, but like the pizza that I bought also went there. Or went you know a portion of the pizza went to the Best Buddies Foundation. Um, That's why these cakes are eight days old. But it was a very special day that we went. Full disclosure, though, when we did give the no-name cake a 10 last time, they did send us out a box of goodies just for being, uh, you know, fun people, I guess. That's that true. That was, that was very nice. They did they did hook us up with a little box of swag. We got a little box of swag. We got some sunglasses. We got some gift certificates to go there. That had nothing to do with this rating. This is an impartial and pure rating, damn it. Hashtag ad. Tim, (laughs) I'll see you next week. I'll see you next week. Hey. Yeah. Fuck Nazis. Fuck Nazis. Especially those that don't make a positive social impact. Which is kind of like all of them. Right. That's why we say fuck them all. Yeah.